My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus journeyed to a city called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd accompanied him. As he drew near to the gate of the city, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. A large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he was moved with pity for her and said to her, Do not weep. He stepped forward and touched the coffin. At this, the bearers halted, and he said, Young man, I tell you, arise. The dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, exclaiming, A great prophet has arisen in our midst, and God has visited his people. This report about him spread through the whole of Judea and in all the surrounding region. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What's fascinating to me about this gospel story is that this happens immediately after Jesus has cured the centurion's servant in Capernaum, which we heard about yesterday. St. Luke tells us that soon afterward, he journeyed to a city called Nain. This is the only time in the Old or New Testament that this town is ever mentioned. And it was about a 25-mile journey that Jesus is making. So you'd have to imagine that for the disciples traveling with Jesus, they're wondering, why are we going to this town that's out of the way that really isn't that important? And when they get there, they encounter a woman who remains nameless. But we learn she's a widow. And now her only son has died. The heartbreak would be obvious to anyone of any age, but the precariousness of the situation might not be. Because of the cultural and societal norms of that day and age, the widow wasn't just emotionally alone, but financially she had no support now. She was going to be relying and completely dependent on just the generosity of people who might have felt the pull to, to support this poor widow. But the way that St. Luke presents it, you have this large group with Jesus seemingly stumbling upon this large group accompanying this funeral. The disciples following Jesus, they already know there's something special about him. There's hopes that had been raised that this might be the Messiah, the one who's going to set things right. He's already performed some miraculous healings. So they, they realize that God's active and, they're working, and that God's working through Jesus and his ministry. But their expectations were still kind of low, kind of worldly. They were kind of all over the place. Now they're stumbling, though, upon this, this battle between good and evil, between life and death itself, as they see and experience Jesus bring a very dead man very much back to life. It's an amazing moment. And for the Gospel of Luke, it's a pivotal moment where the people, as we heard, were filled with fear and then end up glorifying God, meaning they were just struck with awe and astonishment. That exclamation, a great prophet has arisen in our midst, is hearkening back to the great prophet Elijah, who 
who was able to bring the only son of a widow back to life again in the Old Testament, in the book of Kings. But before we get lost just in the the pure joy of this moment and keeping it in context, this builds on what we saw yesterday where Jesus attends to this Gentile who was begging for God's care with faith and humility. Now Jesus goes out of his way to this seemingly unremarkable town, to this nameless widow who's suffering this pain of loss and grief. And Jesus shows she was not nameless or unknown to God. And the town now becomes quite remarkable for what God accomplishes there. Much is always made that the widow doesn't seem to ask for anything and Jesus just is there and just performs this miracle. But I almost think it's that the scripture doesn't capture the widow's heartbroken mother saying anything at all. But I have to imagine that there were a lot of cries. There were a lot of tears, a lot of prayers to the Lord that just aren't recorded, but they were definitely heard by God, which is what causes Jesus to travel those 25 miles to go respond to her. Do we recognize Jesus for who he is? Do we recognize that same Jesus now comes to us in the Eucharistic host that we receive? Do we dare to share our cries, our tears with him, our prayers, knowing that the one who cared for the centurion's servant, the one who cared for the widow and her son, cares for you and for me?